Welcome aboard. It is episode 41 of Paint the Town Dead. Welcome aboard this ship that's that's just floundering. That's It's not. Yeah. You're only just, you're only just sometimes. You're describing my life, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm Andrew and that's Caitlin. Hello. Caitlin's eating something right now. It's I'm very sorry. unprofessional. I'm really sorry. It's a it's an olive stuffed with feta cheese. Yeah, exactly. She uh, if we had smell a vision, her breath would be coming through that just uh, real rank right it's now. It's amazing. <laughs> it's they are really good. I ate a few earlier. That's right. Big fan of olives that are stuffed with things that are smelly. See, in in Jonesboro, which we've talked about, there's a Kroger there. I'm sure there's Kroger's Lots of Kroger's yeah, like this. this. Not my Kroger, but the Kroger in Jonesboro, they have I'm sure not right now also because it's COVID, but they have like an an olive bar buffet. Like you can get like garlic stuff olives. You can get regular Kalmata olives. You can get regular black olives. You can get black olives marinated in Kalmata olive oil. I mean, it's just, it's green olives stuffed with feta, blue cheese, garlic. You can just get marinated garlic cloves, which I was going to say is my second favorite thing besides these. They even have them. They're like stuffed with like jalapeno sometimes yeah. and crazy stuff like that. It's very good. I'm a big fan of olives. Cheese. They have a lot of marinated cheese too. Like they have mozzarella. What it. I find crazy is how anybody would ever buy olives that still have the pit in them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's why my, would you, it's like, why would you buy a grape with a pit in it too? My parents buy those sometimes oh, and I don't dad. know why. Oh, Maybe they do it for the same reason you get teriyaki beef jerky, which is that nobody else likes it. That's true. They're like, oh, great. Our kids won't eat this. Yeah. Maybe that's the idea. Um, but it doesn't stop me. Nope. When I, just when makes I, you work harder, but that's fine. I'm just like, I'm still going to eat this. The I risk is worth I the I don't reward. even care. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love teriyaki beef jerky. John, not so much. How could you not like it and like beef jerky? I don't know, but it happens. I, I love teriyaki, the sweet and spicy ones, the I regular ones, one. the peppered ones. Just give me all the beef jerky. I like going to the beef jerky outlet store where it's just like, here's the Cajun flavored one. Have you had like homemade fresh beef jerky or deer jerky? I actually have had deer jerky at your house years Deer jerky ago. at my house? Yeah. You don't, and I mean like. Not, it was like venison. Well, that's like deer tenderloin. I mean, that's. Maybe like, that's what it was, but it was really good wherever it was. My dad makes the It was best. one of those things where I was like, I have to walk away or I'm going to eat all of your food. Literally could eat the whole thing. Yes. It was my dad and he made probably tenderloin i don't know him having ever made anything like for some reason in my brain i'm thinking it was jerky but it it, it maybe it was. wasn't it's been it's, it's been long it's enough been i wouldn't time. remember yeah other than the feeling in my heart of how delicious it was <laughs> it and was, again it was the, tenderloin. the guilt i almost felt where i was like i gotta walk I'm away or y'all aren't gonna have any um, and this is y'all's food my this dad would be uncool my dad cooks like a good southern woman like my mom like she's a pretty good cook but it's my dad that's the real hero in the kitchen like he makes collard greens and like I, think we, I believe it's colored greens <laughs> no it's, shut up like that's michael from, scott yes yeah, yeah my, um no but he makes collard greens and like i like when people are like oh you have to try my grandma's they're so good i'm like all right i'll give it a go i try by i'm like get that crap out of my face that tastes like absolute dog poop and then my dad makes it and i'm like this is literally manna from heaven he literally i, I don't know what he does he sprinkles magic in it i mean i know that he like cuts them and washes them and whatever i mean he literally cooks them all day like and he does it with like a strong vinegar based thing like he does like you know a little worcestershire a little soy probably but like a lot something very vinegary based oh uh what is that called balsamic that's what he does balsamic and just like 
takes away all the bitterness and it makes them so tender and juicy and flavorful. Of course, there's bacon in there. So, I mean, that helps too. I don't know that I've ever actually had collard greens in my life. I don't know if I have. That's not, that was never a staple of my family. I should have saved some for you. They brought me some a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's that's one I just realized. I'm like, I don't know if I've had that. So good. If I have, I don't, it must have been a long time don't, ago. Don't, don't, just don't try any until I offer you some. Because if I offer it to you, it's my dad that made it and it will change your world. But if somebody else offers it to you, it's their grandmamas and it's crap. So. So I think it's a uh, time to get to it today. Sounds good. Um. We are going to be going to the city of Pine Bluff, Arkansas for the vast majority of this. Pine Bluff has a reputation in Arkansas. Pine Bluff has seen better days. It has. It is, I don't know. There are some good things there. Good I arts. don't know. It. I don't know what happened to Pine Bluff. I don't know what like economically happened to it. Mm-hmm. Like some places, it's very obvious. Like say Blyville, Arkansas, in northeast Arkansas, Blyville. It's very obvious what happened. It was like train or something. They had an air force base there. Oh. The air force base shut down. Blyville fell apart. Gotcha. You suddenly <clears throat> lose like however many hundreds. Thousands. Or maybe thousands. I don't know how big the air force base yeah. was. That's a lot of people to lose. And so that affects places like Blyville and, um, you know, neighboring towns like Gosnell. Like my, my dad used to always talk about how um, when he was younger, Gosnell, for instance, their football team would be really good uh-huh. and then really bad and then really good and really bad because of all the air force people would move in and then they would get transferred elsewhere and so it's like some good players would come in <laughs> gotcha. and then good players would leave and it's just <laughs> constant so i don't know what happened with pine bluff i don't know why it degener- it like right deteriorated in the way it did i i remember the story my dad told when he was having to work there where he was trying to drive down downtown pine bluff and the road was blocked, and uh, he gets to where he's working. He asks somebody there, and he's like, what What happened? They're like, oh, another building collapsed. Another building? Another building. A lot of stuff like fell into disrepair and was gotcha. abandoned. And, and again, I, I, would, I would be curious, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like to see if there's like a, a specific thing. Yeah. I'm going to guess some kind of industry was there. and I mean, that's how it always is, right? Yeah, it could be. I mean, it could even be like... Um, the Rust Belt, which is a lot of Midwestern cities in America where there was lots of industry and factories and then they ended up moving overseas and then yeah. suddenly there's a big decline in population and yeah. like economic power there. So we're going to be talking about um, mainly the actions of one Kenneth Dwayne Williams. <gasps> this has been on the list. It's been, on, I'm pretty sure I put it on the list. You sure? I'm pretty sure I did. Okay, I'll give it to you. I think I did. It's been on there for a while, regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was from Pine Bluff. He was born in 1979. He was born to some parents who were not great parents. They Aww. were they were big into the drugs and the alcohol, you know. Well, that doesn't help things. Yeah, and his, his mother was uh, physically abused by his father. Hmm. So, not not a great home going mm-hmm. on there. She actually leaves his father when uh, Kenneth is eight. Oh. And in 1989, at the age of nine, only nine, he joins a street gang. Nine. Only nine. Wow. And they were called the Gangster Disciples. Okay. I don't know. 
Okay. I, I don't know much about gang names, but that's not a very good one, I don't think. Oh, I'm reading some bad facts about Pine Bluff right now. Uh, yeah, and Pine Bluff is, um, it's often on, like, most violent cities in America. Yeah. Based on, depending on the population, because it's not Murders a very per capita, big. capita, maybe? It's not a very big city, but yeah, it's mur- murder per capita. Or violent crime. Violent per crime. Capita. Usually it's like murder and rape and assault, robbery, stuff like that, yeah. kidnapping. And Pine Bluff will often be on those lists, yeah. depending on what. Cause a lot of them will be like, city's over 100,000. Pine Bluff wouldn't qualify. No, 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 no. But, you know, like, they, they're they on those lists. It's like. Uh, yeah, it's the 10th most dangerous place in America. There was one list one, released one year where Arkansas was just doing a real great job. Because we had West Memphis, uh-huh. Little Rock, yep. and Pine Bluff all on the oh. list. It's like, man, we're killing it. And I don't even like, I haven't seen that side of, of things, you know? Like yeah. North North Little Rock has even been on that list before. Oh, really? Yeah. There's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not the parts you would go to on purpose. Yeah. That's the That's thing. True. So a lot of people aren't going to see that side of the town. Um, I did read um, in May of last year on USA Today, due to entirely outbound migration, Pine Bluff, Pine Bluff lost a net of 10,592 residents between 2010 and 2018. The 10.6% population drop was the largest of any U.S. metro area over that period. So quite, quite significant. Yeah, Pine, Pine Bluff has suffered a lot. Uh, as far as like losing population yeah. and again i don't know what industries- and that means money in the economy and everything yeah but uh, i don't know what the specifics are of their economic issues and why outbound it became- migration yeah but then it's like why did the outbound migration occur you know what did what, what pushed people away i guess money probably money yes but but specifically i'm just wondering if there's a specific industry that like yeah, died off in some way i got you um, so he's in this gang and he says that, uh, about two years later when he was 11, he was molested by an older boy. Aww. And around this time is when he says he decided to become the predator, not the prey. Oh, it's not good. But you know, that's the mindset. It's like I could keep being victim or I could be the perpetrator and not let bad stuff happen to me. I feel like that's yeah. a mindset. Not not that I know anything about it, but... It, it is like an endless cycle, especially when it comes to like uh, child abuse stuff. Yes, yes. Oftentimes, those who are abused become abusers. Exactly. Because that's what they know, I guess. Exactly. Um, so he says that later on, he sexually assaulted younger no. boys and, and raped them. No. Yep. And he spent time in and out of foster homes and age of night and when he was 16... A, in uh, 1996, uh-huh. he is going to be sentenced to five years in prison and gets released in pris- from prison later on, uh, around 1998, which you will notice is less than five years, but, you know, parole and all that. Yeah. And he started carrying a gun with him all the time because of altercations is, he had. Is this had. a felony? Did he have a felony? I, yeah, it was like assault or battery. Is that a felony? Yes. I uh, mean, if you're going to spend you time... You own a weapon if you're a felon. Hey, guess what? What? Sometimes. Sometimes felons don't care. They don't follow the rules, you see? Yeah. Okay. You know how it happens. And so he's carrying a gun because he had some altercations, if you will, with other men about women he had been seeing. So I guess it was like, whatever. Cheating. Yeah, something. And December 5th, 1998 is where our story is going to 
really kick off here. Let's do it. He is uh, gonna he's gonna be hanging out by a bank, and a woman named Sharon Hintz is gonna drive her car up to an ATM there. He's gonna jump into the car no. and pull out a gun. Oh my gosh! And force her to withdraw money, give it to him, and so then he's like dri- he's forcing her to drive around town, and it almost seems like random, like he's like. Or like not maybe not random, but he's trying to find a place. Uh-huh. And so he eventually finds a dead end street, forces her to drive down there, gets her to give him all of her jewelry, mm. tells her to get out of the car, and he tells her to turn around and walk away from the car towards some nearby woods by the street. Mm-hmm. She does not do that. She freaking runs. She just like didn't turn around. Like I, I don't know if she's like just like backing away or what. But uh-huh. she's she she does not turn around and run. And eventually he drives away. And so she's like, if I had turned my back, I think he would have shot me. Oh, so she's gonna get away. Smart fortunately. girl. And they find her car burned near. Uh, burned. S- burned. He drives the car away, abandons it, burns it. Huh. Near uh, Southeast Arkansas College. A.K.A. Sea Ark, uh-huh. which was uh, actually pretty close to his his uh, home. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. And now we're gonna have a little background on uh, Dominique Hurd. She's from Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. And friends called her Nikki. So she went to school at the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Moved from Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas, to do that. And she she uh, stayed at the cheer coach's house. For a while, I forget why it was like uh, she moved up there early. I think so she couldn't move into the dorms yet, mm-hmm. so she could get some like extra practice in, I guess. Yes, and stayed there with a couple other cheerleaders at the UAPB cheer coach's house, whose name was uh, Karen Blunt mm-hmm. at the time. And Karen Blunt was actually Sharon Hintz's cousin. Interesting fact, hmm. Un- unrelated to what's going to happen technically, but just interesting little little detail. And uh, her, she was really well liked. She was very popular at school. She enjoyed, like, she went to beauty contests, uh, poetry, singing, acting. She's into all that stuff. Oh, yeah. She joined the UAPB Gospel Choir. Wow. Though, uh, according to her coach, she was not a very good singer. Well, that's the thought <laughs> that counts. Yeah. She just enjoyed it, you know? She was like, I just want to go and do this. Good for her. And she wanted to be a neonatal doctor. Wow. And uh, when she got out of college. Somebody has to, I guess. Not, not. I forget what that is. It's something babies. It's like a new baby, very new baby. Okay. You don't, you don't, you just see like fresh babies. You don't see like toddlers. And I, stuff. I don't want any of these old babies. No, you, you're fresh. I don't, I don't want any expired babies. Fresh, Get them out of here. Fresh from the womb, baby. That's a neonatal doctor. I don't want any of these babies that have been sitting around for a day or two. Yeah. Give me the fresh ones only. Yeah, I don't want these baby these babies with preservatives in them. They've been sitting around for a while. Yeah, they're rotten. <laughs> so um, they're too close to adults. Right. So uh, Dominic Hurd and a friend Peter Robertson, they uh, they they go to church on December thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight, and after church they go to Bonanza Steakhouse. Ooh. Bonanza, not really a thing. A show. <laughs> the show's not a thing anymore either. Nope. It, it though it's like one of the longest running shows or something. It I have, was. I have no idea. Yeah, Bonanza Steakhouse, it was like a buffet thing. Sort of a small golden crowd, yeah, I yeah. think. Let's say Colton's. I was like, that's not right. Yeah, it was, 
I, I looked it up and there's like less than 10 left in the U.S. Unless you count Puerto Rico, which has like six or seven for some reason. That's weird. It was weird. I, I was like, that's odd, but okay. Um, so they're in the they're in the parking lot afterwards after having their lunch there at Bonanza. And they're like, they're taking pictures, which is, uh, you know. It's a thing. It was probably with like a camera. What? A real a camera, phone. not a phone, like a camera camera. Yeah. We have to take the film and development. Remember how Erin in the office, she like had the disposable the... camera. She take pictures, she just throw the whole camera away. She's like, yeah. it seems kind of weird. You don't even get to see your photos. Yeah, the... The days of film, because this is 98, so digital probably is not much of a thing, if it is in it at all. Uh-huh. Um, at that time, Kenneth Will- Williams approaches the two. In the parking lot? In the parking lot. And he offers to take pictures of the two. Like, Ooh. hey, I'm going to be, look at me, I'm a nice guy. And then, whoop, pulls a gun. No. Pulls a gun on him, orders him into their car. Takes their money, their jewelry, credit cards, Sounds makes them familiar. drive to a an ATM. They withdraw seventy dollars because I mean they're in college, so they probably <laughs> they have, have that's probably about what they got. Um, then he orders them to drive around like I, he did with Sharon Hints, uh, going down multiple dead end streets until he finds the spot. I guess that he's like, this is the spot we're going to do this, and. They, they stop, and he forces Robertson to take a picture of Williams with Dominique Hurd. That's a poor where, decision. Where he, well, it was a gross decision because he had pulled her dress up Aww. and exposed her Aww. and forced him to take that picture. <gasps> no. And uh, so then they go drive. They drive away later, still like driving to a different yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah go down a different dead-end street. And at this one, he makes them get out of the car, climb a fence, and then go behind a shed and kneel down. Did he climb the fence too? Did he follow them? I guess he must have followed with them. Yeah. No. But then he, he gets in his car and drives away. He leaves them? He leaves them. But as he's driving away, he starts to think like, they saw my face. Yeah. And he starts to think... You know, gotta do something about that. And he says he he also said that, and later on that he was high as a kite at the time and wasn't why, thinking right. Why which, didn't they run? I I don't know how far he got before he came back. Gotcha. So he comes back, turns the car around, and he gets there, and he asks them for some reason. He asks them where they're from. So uh, Nikki heard she says Dallas, which is she's from Fort Worth. Same thing. Not really, but... Yeah, 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 yeah. Texas. You know, Dallas, Fort Worth. It's a, and Robertson says, New Jersey. And then William says that he doesn't like the N-words from Dallas anyway. And then shoots both of them. Oh, my gosh. And Robertson is able to survive long enough that he staggers to the road nearby, flags down a passing car who is able to call the police and ambulance and all that. Robertson would actually survive, but Dominique Hurd would not. And Williams would abandon this car and set it on fire two blocks from his apartment, which was only about 50 to 70 yards from where he had burned the previous car. Dude. Wow. So he's uh, he's going to be identified later as the killer by Robertson in a photo lineup. 
And while searching uh, Williams's home, they actually find uh, the car insurance card from Sharon Hintz's what? car. So it's like, ah, oh, we cool. Question: This is kind of a a graphic question. Where did Kenneth Williams shoot? Um, uh, she had been shot through the head, at least one of the bullets. Wow! No, no, not not if Dominique. About, oh, Robertson. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. I think it was like probably the chest. So I was like, if if it's a head, you know. You can survive that, but, you know, your memory of the situation, you know, you might not have any memory of it. You might be totally obliterated. So, it's like, that would be crazy if they remembered it, you know, and they got shot in the head. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Anyway. So, yeah. So, he's, you know, he's got he's got robbery and kidnapping, now capital murder yeah. on his rap sheet here. He's going to be found guilty on all counts. When was he arrested? Um, so September 14th is when the trial occurs, uh-huh. when the sentencing comes down. So it was pretty quick. So when it was did... December of 98, when he commits the crime, okay. September of 99 is when the trial occurs. Okay. So he just like got identified through the lineup. Did they, did they suspect him at all before that? Um, uh, maybe based on like descriptions and especially with, um, if you're like, oh, this is similar to the Sharon right. Hanks case there. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, those were like exact, those were replicas of each other. Yeah. Just about, other than the part where, you know, murder. the murder. But, but she said that if she had turned around, she probably would have been shot. Yeah. Um, so he's found guilty on all counts, and he is going to receive life without parole. Probably for the best. And when that uh, verdict comes down, when that sentencing comes down, rather, uh-huh. he turns to Hurd's family and says, you thought I was going to die, didn't you? Oh. Yeah, right. Dude. What? Yeah. What? Was that Was that an option? Yeah, because it, ca- it was capital murder. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <sighs> it, I'm, I'm just astounded. Anyway. That a person would do that? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, continue. So, October 3rd, 1999, he is imprisoned at the Cummins Unit down in southeast Arkansas. Somebody yelled at us about it being... You said something about it, it being near Newport. There is a prison in Newport. I guess it's... I don't know what the We name may is. have talked about this. We did. We did. I just remember... I remember at the time when you said it, I was like, that doesn't seem right. I was but like, then you just that, kept going. I was like, that's that, it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. So, Cummins is in southeast Arkansas. Yeah. Like, okay. Pine Bluff is like the closest thing to a town near it, I guess. Oh, okay, I would say. Gotcha. It's like a bigger town. Gotcha. Okay. That's... Okay. So, I think it's a little ways away. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, he... uh. Williams here. He's he's hanging out in this here prison. Mm-hmm. He goes to the kitchen, and he stows away in a 500-gallon tank, Whoa. which is filled with uh, mostly pig slop. Ugh. The tank is carried away in a garbage truck, Why is which there, he is still in. Why is there pig slop in there? I don't know. Do they it, have pigs I think there? it might be like a like leftovers thing. And that's what they give to pigs? Maybe so. Ugh. Or they're just like, this is leftover garbage food, so just throw it at the pigs. Who cares? They're pigs. Gotcha. That might that, that might be what it is, and he's uh, a <laughs> Caitlin just had my mic. had Sorry. a microphone accident. Sorry, um, slid off the table. Oh my gosh! Sorry. So yeah, Williams he he gets out of the truck at some point, uh, <laughs> near, in a ditch. He like jumps out into a ditch near wow. Grady, Arkansas, which is uh, southeast of Pine Bluff. Hmm. And a a farmer saw him running across the highway, and this is around ten a.m. Uh-huh. in the morning. This is on a Sunday. Ten a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ten, yeah. 10 How dare you? Okay. 10 a.m. 
but you know it's daytime still <laughs> okay and later they would find a prison shirt with uh his name Ew. that was found on a tree limb them hound dogs and williams happens upon the home of cecil and Jeannie boren Jeannie is away at church while Cecil was working at home. Are they old? It sounds like old people's uh, names. They are old. Cecil was uh, 57. Oh, not that old. Yeah, he's pretty old. And <laughs> Cecil had actually like previously uh, worked as a warden at that prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Just That's a coincidence because this is just, was past, he's just... He's just running. He's going. It was before his William's time? Yeah, he, okay. he hadn't worked there for like a while, it seems oh, okay, like. okay, okay. Um, Williams gets there and steals one of Bourne's guns. How? Where did he get it? He breaks he, in? He just found it in his house, I guess. But Cecil's barn. still home? Yes. What? And uh, Boren, Cecil Boren, tried to run away, was shot seven times <gasps> and killed. Oh. And Williams took his wallet, two rings, and his coveralls, which were monogrammed, okay. and then stole Boren's truck and drove north. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, he he's booking it. So, the next day... Where, where's his destination? Where is he going? He's going north. Okay. What's north of Arkansas? Missouri. So, he ends up in Missouri the next day. Boom. In southwest Missouri. Uh-huh. And he is, he's in Bourne's uh, truck there, where he leads police on a high-speed chase. So, they find it. They're like, oh, that's the guy. It's Let's him. go. It's him. And, like, they're going real fast. High-speed chase. All that. Uh, like they're going at least 120 miles per hour at some points. Whoa! And during the chase, Williams, his uh, the truck he he's he decides he's going to start. He's driving in the opposite lane. Gotcha. Oncoming traffic. Yeah. And rams into a water delivery truck. On purpose? Not on purpose. Oh. But. That's a big old truck. He runs into it, and in this crash, he kills. Michael Greenwood, who is the delivery truck driver, who is 24 years old. And he had, his name is Michael Greenwood. He leaves behind a five-year-old daughter and a wife who is five months pregnant with twins. (gasps) Oh my gosh. And he planned on naming the the twin boys, uh, Dylan and Joseph. And Williams, however, survives and runs away, breaks into a house. But that's where police finally like surround him, catch him, and arrest him. Was there anybody in the house? I don't know if anybody was in the house, but nobody else was going to be hurt. Wow. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And uh, so he's going to be found guilty of capital murder. Again. Against, yeah. Uh, but this time he gets sentenced to death. Ha! Which, like, I don't know. I saw an article. It was like, well, that's good. If they had sentenced him to death before, it would have been done with and it's like he wouldn't have been put to death by then no, by the time he escaped because he escaped like less than 20 days wow. after yeah it was september 14th he was sentenced to death to life without parole october 3rd he escaped i think he, he wouldn't have been he, put to death by then I don't but think. if he had been on death row i think it would be a lot more difficult to escape that i don't know because like that's i mean cummins unit is where they put death row inmates as it is yeah so i don't know if it would be any more secure i think is there not like a death like a death row kind of like the green mile like i don't know do they, do they, do they have a separate section where they shove them i don't know i thought it was so it was like isolation type stuff i don't know i have no idea 
Because you wouldn't think that somebody that did something heinous enough to be sentenced to death would be out in general population. Maybe they would. I have no idea. I'm not. A, I'm not a a I, warden. I'm not a a prison guard. This is maybe something to do more research on, but like just like uh, hypothesizing here, yeah. I would think it's just like this is a max security prison. This is the big max, prison where yeah. it's like these are the bad people, and we're yeah. gonna it's it's gonna be tight conceivably, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least it wasn't like the one where they were like working at a brick factory and ran away. Yeah. Uh, Van Denton and the yeah. other guy. Yeah. Ruiz. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that one. Um, so a weird thing. While he's in prison. Um, on death row. In, in, on death row. He's on death row now. In 2005, he wrote a letter to the Pine Bluff Commercial, which is a the newspaper there. Uh-huh. And in this letter, he confessed to another murder. What Murder. December 13th, 1998, the same day. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the same day. The same day he murdered Dominique Hurd. He apparently had murdered another person named Jarrell Jenkins, who what? was 36 at the time. What happened? He just, he robbed him and shot him twice in the chest. Maybe because the MO didn't match. Yeah, it was unsolved murder. Um, his body was found the next day by like a kid walking to school. <gasps> oh my gosh. I know, right? Oh no. Wow. Which is like, gotta be traumatizing i don't know yeah that, that can't be maybe, fun maybe maybe <laughs> if anything's gonna be um he was father and stepfather to three sons two daughters and several stepchildren wow uh his daughter described him as outgoing and uh wow. kind of there's at least it if you look in the solved. show yeah if you look in the show notes we'll have articles uh there is one where she kind of talks a little bit about him and just how i was like eh, you know like he didn't have a lot, but he gave a lot, I guess, Aww. is how I would describe it. Just hmm. like as a summary of what is what is said in that. Hmm. Um, so while in prison, uh, he finds God, yeah. becomes an ordained minister. Oh, you thing. know how you do. Good. Yeah, yeah. It seems like everybody does that. Yeah, yeah. You get bored. What else are you going to do? do? Yeah. You got a, I don't know, last ditch effort to, to not either. To not die. To not, not necessarily even <laughs> die, but to uh, like gain clemency or if something you, if you do die then it's like well i'm on good terms with the big guy so yeah it's sort of like um hey you know what darth vader murdered a bunch of children and then he did one good thing at the end of the movies and then he went to space heaven so who there knows there you go same <laughs> thing with with uh kylo ren right kylo ren yeah pretty much yeah that's a similar thing yeah he was basically like a space neo-nazi and then and then he is like oh i should i'm sorry i'm better i'm so damaged ah. hey he did save the he did save the day but so did darth, yeah, darth, so vader. Did darth vader darth vader didn't do the fadeaway thing though like kylo ren did yeah there which you go. kylo ren did sort of like obi-wan did. anyway we're gonna, <laughs> well, listen, anyway, we're yeah. gonna move on because we're gonna talk about star wars later anyway so oh boy, oh boy. you know um so his uh yeah, he, he does all that stuff, as you do. And his time for execution is coming up pretty soon in this timeline. This is around 2017. Oh, wow. So There's a lot of controversy in 2017 involving Arkansas and executions. Why? This is when our state supply of medazolam. Med- that is another name for Versed, which is what... I give during procedures. Oh, cool. But it's like a sedative, right? Yeah, well, it's, an, it's, it's a benzodiazepine, if you would like to know. Oh. And a benzodiazepine is like a anxiety medicine, like Xanax and stuff is benzo. And it, um, it, it makes you just really relax, makes you not care. It is a sedative, helps sedate. 
Um, it is used in conscious or moderate sedation. But if you, I mean, I suppose if you gave too much, you can just stop breathing. Well, I think it's like used in concert with other stuff. In concert? Yeah. Um, so anyway, our the state supply here in Arkansas of midazolam. Med- very good. Yes. Uh, it was about to expire. And Arkansas was like, oh, we need to start moving on this then. Uh-huh. And um, they end up, this is like, there was lots of protests. Like, I think freaking Johnny Depp came to Little Rock at some point during this I whole thing. I remember that. Like, it, it was crazy. There's a lot, there's a lot of controversy around this. Because yes. they were just like fast-tracking ex- executions come on, suddenly. Come on, come on, come on. To the point that they plan to conduct eight executions in 10 days. That's a lot. It is a lot. Um, at Williams's clemency hearing, he basically spoke for like an hour Oh, God, um, who wants to just shut up? It, it said that he mostly just quoted scripture and stuff. And he like even said that at the clemency hearing, he was like, if you don't grant me clemency, that's fine. I don't really care. I'm just here to share the word of God. Just. Yeah, you, you thought that would work. Reverse. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. You, you're going to die. <laughs> it's Arkansas. They ain't going to work. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he says that he had no problem not being granted clemency because he was like. I know what I did and it's what am I going to, yeah. Good. And you know, if he actually believes in, and he's, a you true, know, true Christian, then if, if he dies, he goes to heaven. If not, he goes to hell. And if there's no God, he just, he's just dead and he can't care about it anyway. So who cares? He's just dead. Um, as always with these, uh, executions. Yeah. Um, like family members, right. victims, families, and friends. There's a lot of, you know, conflicting feelings i would say i feel like they're probably most of the time are conflicting feelings yeah like um so the family of michael greenwood he was the one who was hit in the car accident right uh they they were very adamant that they did not want williams to be executed wow they were very much against that and he had a lot to lose he did lose a lot yeah well, his um, family probably lost a lot too yeah um greenwood's daughter kayla she said that the execution caused her family additional suffering. Mm-hmm. And she actually wanted to be able to meet Williams in person to like try and like forgive him in person, essentially. Oh, wow. That's a re- She's, I, know, I just got right? chills. Like that's a really, really brave, big thing to do. Yeah. Guess what I probably wouldn't be able to do? That. Yeah. No. That's. Um, wow. But for, for their part, she was never able to actually pull that off. Mm. Ran out of time, essentially. Yeah. Spoilers. He's going to be executed later. Gotcha. Um. But they were able to get, uh, they were, her family were able to pay for plane tickets to get uh, Williams' daughter and granddaughter to fly out from Washington, D.C. to uh, the prison so they could see him. One last time. Yeah. And the, the daughter, for her, for her part, she said he seemed like a very different person. Really? Which, yeah. But she was, like, very happy she got to at least do, to see do him. that. And yeah. yeah. And, you know, you have like a Jarell Jenkins's daughter. Uh, she said that, honestly, I don't wish death on anyone. But she was still kind of like, uh, you know. But he's a but also, But also maybe I don't care. Yeah. Maybe not. That's maybe not. the. I'm putting words in her mouth at that point. Right. But, you know. I get, um, it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, Dominique Hurd's mother, Vicki Williams, she also had seemed like mixed feelings about it. She said, like, she felt for uh, Kenneth Williams' family in general just because she yeah. knew what it was like to lose a child. Yeah, and it's not their fault that they're related to him, you know? Like, they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, Jeannie Boren, who is Cecil, uh, 
her right. widow. Yeah. She was 73 at this point, and she was ready to have him gone. Good. She she wanted the execution to move forward. Uh, she said, like, she was she wanted it to happen as soon as possible because she was like, I may be, if it doesn't happen, I may be dead without getting justice. Oh, wow. She's kind of old, I guess. And yeah. she's like, I cannot die of old age before this happens. Wow. Um, yeah, and she said she, that she was looking forward to this happening so we can put it behind us. I bet that is just a heavy, heavy weight on, on them. Yeah, especially when you consider, like... Such a free he, thing. And he got out at one point. And so there's there's always that possibility in your brain, even if they hadn't before. Uh-huh. You, I imagine there is, like, what if right. he gets out? What if he does, you know? Um, so I know you like final meals. It was listed as communion. Really? Yes. Though it does say like earlier in the day he had, uh, so, so this is a little weird. It's the same article it says, final meal was listed as communion, but then earlier in the day he had two pieces of fried chicken, barbecue beans, sweet rice, whole, corner, whole kernel corn, stewed tomatoes, mm. two cinnamon rolls, mm. two cookies, four slices of bread, and fruit punch. Oh my God. Well, I mean, that could have been his final meal meal, but then he requested then he had, one last communion. Yeah, I guess that might be what it is, but it's like, it's the same article that says it, so it's a little strange. Well, I think, I think that's, that's probably it. Could be. Um, so, April 28th, 2017, at 11.05 p.m., Kenneth Williams is pronounced dead. Wow. How old was he? He was pretty young. 30-something. Yeah, he was pretty uh, I had young. it written down somewhere. It was like 38 or something. Wow. That is a young person. And well, he started young at nine, he was no, in a gang. And you know, I know there are people that will never be rehabilitated. I get it, you know, but honestly, if all of that is true and his feelings were true, it sounds like Kenneth Williams wasn't one of those people that couldn't be rehabilitated. So, I mean, who knows when he got out what would have happened? But I don't know, not to defend anything he did, because holy crap, that was some awful stuff. But at the same time, like, if it was true and he did turn to a life of good, like, I don't know. At that point, though, it's... You, you don't want to test that theory. <laughs> you, yeah, you can't test it. It's And also, even if you were to say, like, the best you can do is be like, we won't kill you. You can just hang out in the prison forever. Wow. Um, Normally... Hmm. Yeah. So, do you? Do I you don't think any? I've ever. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody asking for their last meal to be communion. I'm trying to yeah, think of all the last meals that I've heard of, and I don't recall any communions. Very. That is very interesting. Yeah. Because you think that the people that say all that stuff are like, I'm rehabilitated. I'm. I'm. So many godly. of them seem like phonies. And it's like, yeah, you had like twelve Pepsi's and a whole ham for yourself. And well, and also most of them, I find, even when they are like. I've been, I'm, I found God. They usually are like, please don't kill me though. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this guy was kind of like, you do, you do. I get it. I was convicted. I did terrible things. But yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. So normally, Uh normally what we do here on the show is after doing, doing this horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. We like to get to some things that are nice and fun or whatever. Just nonsense. Uh, Today we have more anger we have more weeping and gnashing of teeth because Caitlin had quite the quite the fun time recently this weekend. Oh my gosh. This is why today's episode is late. And it's gonna come out on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. 
So let's start from the beginning. Um, my grandmother passed away um, two days before Thanksgiving uh, from COVID, COVID-induced pneumonia. It was very, very quick. It was unexpected. She had Alzheimer's for probably close to a decade, but the last three years were pretty bad. And then this last year got really, really bad. So unfortunately, my grandpa, who is very spry for being what, like 86, I think he is. He's pretty spry for being 86 and missing a leg, but he's still 86 and missing a leg. And he has macular degeneration. And she just she had no idea who he was and it scared her to be with him because she didn't know him. And so unfortunately we had to put her in in a nursing facility. And unfortunately COVID is running rampant in nursing home facilities right now um, because it is a communal living space. And if, I mean, once it's to one person, it's to everybody. It's, it's just how it rolls. Uh, So unfortunately a nurse or a tech, I'm not sure an aide um, came into work had COVID and spread it to many of the residents there. And my grandma was one of them. So she passed away. Um, We just now were able to have her memorial service Um, due to COVID and everything. We had to make a lot of plans um, as far as social distancing and everything. So it took a lot of planning. So we, we finally had her funeral and memorial service this past weekend. Well, I have two, um, two bereavement days at work. So I had to plan it accordingly, and from where I live to get to where my grandparents live, it takes like 13 hours to driving, which wouldn't normally be a problem, but I have, I can't spend two of those four days in the car, you know, and so, so, because I needed help and everything, so I decided to fly. John and I were supposed to go to Santa Fe in November, and we had to cancel that because COVID, so we had these airline miles, these airline tickets for American Airlines, so... I used one of the tickets to get to Florida to see my grandparents and or to see my grandfather and go to my grandmother's funeral. And um, the flight down was fine. Not a big deal. I flew American Airlines, if you really want to know. It was American Airlines, which I have no ill feeling against. But Or at least you didn't. Well, okay. Um, so we get the, we, I fly down. It's just me. Um, fly from... Little Rock to Dallas, Dallas to Orlando. So um, flight down was fine. The little the little plane going from Little Rock to Dallas was actually fairly comfortable and a little roomy. Now, um, the flight from Dallas to Orlando, they're using the big old planes, the international planes for continental travel right now because they're not doing as many, as many international travels. So they still want to use their big, nice planes. So they just do busy continental flights. I guess that's what it's called. Continental? I think it's continental. Anyway, works for me. Yeah. So um, from Dallas, Orlando was a Boeing 777, which is a massive plane. And I'm in a seat, a regular economy seat. And those seats are so tiny. I mean, I got some curvy hips, but them seats are real tiny. And there was handles squeezing each side of my hips. And it wasn't like squeezing, but it was touching. And I don't I don't like that. It wasn't like squeezing but it was touching and it was pressing on the right side i have really bad sciatica it's pressing on that side so that whole two and a half hours from dallas orlando i was in so much pain and i got off and i like couldn't feel my leg and i was just in excruciating pain it's fine everything's fine it's fine it's done i'm i'm getting there i'm going to it's fine and so then 
I'm getting ready to check into my flight to fly back to Arkansas on Sunday. Just checking in my flight. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to buy a first class ticket for the long flight. Well, long. I say it's two and a half hours from Orlando back to Dallas on the, because I knew it was going to be on the big plane again. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the big, I'm going to get the big, just going to pull the trigger. I'm going to, I'm going to have a first class seat because that's like real first class. That's like international first class. And let me tell you, that was probably single-handedly the best decision I have ever made in my life. Ask me why. Why is that? Okay, I'll tell you. Uh, so I get there, I check in, everything's going fine. I like that I get to board first. It's amazing. I've never done that before. And you have your own seat. Like you're in your own little cocoon. Like I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to look at anybody. I have my own like full TV screen in front of me. My seat lays flat if I want it to. I can do jumping jacks in my little cubicle if I so desire. The bathrooms are roomier. It's amazing. I took a video. I was so happy. Anyway, so we get in the plane. We start, we, we leave on time. We're pulling out of the little, little inter. We're, we're, pulling, we're pulling out of our gate on time. I'm like, cool, going to get this party started. I'm going to enjoy this. And then we get to where the actual runway. You know, you have to kind of like taxi over to the actual runway. So we get to the actual runway and we're stopped. And you know, they have to stop for a second and do all their little checks before they take off. And we're stopped and we're stopped and we're stopped. And I was like, what is taking so long? I'm not kidding when I say we were just there for like 10 minutes. I was like, what the heck is taking so long? Captain gets on. Folks, uh, we're going to have to uh, go back to the gate. We, there has been a problem with the paperwork. And we have to get that fixed before they will accept our flight in Dallas. So unfortunately, we will have to taxi back to the gate. So we go back. And I, I was like, this must be a joke. Nope. They turned that giant plane around and go back to the gate. And they're like, we, we just want to let you know. Oh, uh, we do not have an ETA for when this will be resolved. Uh, but as soon as we know, we will let you know something. And... We sat there for an hour, still didn't know anything. And I only had an hour from when that plane landed to catch my connecting flight. So I had to cancel it, which I've never done. And so I was like freaking out. Cause I was like, how's my check bag going to get there? Whatever. So I had to move my flight to, to the next outgoing flight from Dallas to Little Rock. And so I was like, okay, I think it's all set. It took me like 30 minutes. I was like, okay, I think I'm good though. And I was like, and then they said, there's a switch the captain got on and said, there's a switch downstairs, whatever that means. There's a switch downstairs. Something's wrong when it turns on. It's not operating like it should, which is terrifying to say to a metal tin box full of people that's going to be hurtling at hundreds of miles an hour, 40,000 feet in the air. So I was like, uh, okay. So he said, we don't have an ETA. And then I keep getting these updates from the airline, these text messages. Uh, your flight's been delayed. The next, you know, it kept putting it back and it kept putting it back. And so another hour went by. Still no updates. Still, the switch is still broken. They can't figure out how to fix it. A third hour goes by and I have to get another plane because I will be late for my, my rebooked flight. So then I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? That's two rebooks. And so finally booked it for another flight going from Dallas Soda Rock. And I was like, well, this is it. That's the last flight that's going to Little Rock from Dallas. So if I don't make that, I'm screwed. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So finally, got it rebooked. 
four hours later, I boarded that plane at nine o'clock. We pulled out of the gate at one. Four hours I sat on that plane in the same spot. So that is why I say buying first class for this flight was the best decision I have ever made in my entire life. It really wasn't that much more expensive, to be honest. But I... Look at money bags over here. No, it really wasn't. So I would have had to pay $30 for a check bag anyways. Well, it's only $80 for first class. So it's only 50 bucks more. And I was like, Merry Christmas. And so I was like, it's been a, t- a terrible weekend. I, you know, just because of the situation, you know, I was sad all weekend. My poor grandpa is just devastated. They were married for 67 years. And and then I was like, I just want to get home. I'm, 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 my emotions are spent and it's been four hours waiting in a plane, just in the same spot, nothing happening. They finally had, so what the problem was, was some paperwork was wrong, some check they didn't do. Well, apparently they're not as used to the Boeing 777s at the Orlando airport. Um, and it is an international flight, but I'm telling you, this plane was freaking massive. It's huge. Hundreds of people on the flight, probably, I don't know, but it has mechanic it has mechanical stuff that the mechanics there aren't exactly used to so they had to get on the phone with Miami airport where they're a little more used to it and and do that and talk to them and anyways i made it i caught the 4:30 flight from Dallas to Little Rock i made it they had our, they had upgraded me first class but that plane was so tiny it was like a little puddle jumper plane and basically first class meant it's just a little roomier seat in the front so it wasn't like the pod you had it was to not, yourself. I showed you that video, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, I had a whole pod. It was you made amazing. like multiple vid- multiple videos. You're like, look at this thing. I look know. at this. Check this out. I'm a I'm a flipping baller. Here's what was really stressful. I sent you. I got to the Orlando airport in plenty of time. I thought to check into my flight, and I showed you that line. Yeah. That that is the longest line for an air flight check airline check in I've ever seen in my life, and I was about to crap myself. I was like. This line is literally going to take two hours to get through. And I was like, wait, where's the kiosk? I checked in yesterday. Why? Like, I can just print out my tag and go. And so I was like, where's the kiosk? And so they're like, it's over there. So I just went in there, logged into my flight, got my little bag thing that they stick to your bag. And they're like, all right, step up here and weigh your bag. Put it up there. You're good to go. That was it. And there were people, like, I don't think the line had moved at all by the time I did that. Hmm. So I don't know why. I guess people just haven't, like checked into their flight why why you wouldn't do it early i don't know uh yeah airports are a nightmare as it is tsa check actually went pretty quick that was pretty painless that's good a lot of times i i find it works really well if if you do your research beforehand yeah to know what you're supposed to do and if everybody else has done that and sometimes i've even been places where like security are like going around being like hey make sure you do this thing and this thing because it's gonna be Otherwise, it's going to be a real mess. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, like sometimes it's just like, pop, 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 we're going through. It's a pretty quick moving line. Yeah, yeah. Then inevitably somebody screws up and like forget something. We're just like forget something and they're like, they're stupid. Like they leave their wallet in their pocket or something. And so then the scanner's like, there's a thing. There's a thing in in their pocket. Or their drug dog is like, there's something in his butt. I smell it. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Didn't see that happen. Um, but while waiting for four hours on the flight, I started watching an in-flight movie that I'm really excited to finish to watch, Jojo Rabbit. 
Yeah, except then you didn't get to finish it because your things <laughs> broke. I did not get to finish it because the headphone jack shorted out. So that only got 45 minutes into it, but I was really enjoying it, which is kind of funny because it's about, uh, uh, what did I say? Hitler kid camp. Hit- Hitler kid camp. That, that is what you called it. <laughs> Hitler youth. The Hitler youth. It's about this kid named Jojo. It's based in like Hitler, Germany, Nazi Germany, and this this kid named Jojo, he joins the Hitler Youth. He's very much like, yay, Hitler. In fact, he has an imaginary friend, and it's Hitler. I'm going to cut that one part out where you said, yay, Hitler. <laughs> you Just so I, I can mean. use it against you in the future. <laughs> Shut up. So anyways, he's trying to prove himself that he's a big, you know, he's like 10. And he's like trying to prove himself he's a big, big, bad, war-worthy, you know, kid. And um. I'm only 45 minutes in, so I don't know how it ends, but it ha- it's directed by Takeo Waititi and it has, and he plays Hitler in this movie and it's so funny, which is like weird to say it's funny, but it has like Rebel Wilson in it, Sam Rockwell, Scarlett Johansson and, and Takeo Waititi. And if you've never seen Takeo Waititi stuff, so funny. He did Thor Ragnarok. The he's, one good Thor movie. What we, what we do in the shadows, the movie. I think he's in some of the episodes too of the show. That's probably true because he plays the rock monster in Thor. Yeah. And he's IG-11 in The Mandalorian. Yeah. And he directed at least like, I guess, two episodes now. He's directed some episodes of Mandalorian. Andrew and I are big fans of New Zealand humor and New Zealand, um, New Zealand-based actors and directors. Yeah, they seem all right. Yeah. Um, and I, Andrew told me this. It was an interview with Take Out TD. Yes, where, this is my, my favorite thing. Where he was like, he was excited to play Hitler because he knew it would make Hitler really mad. Because he's a, he's a, a Maori. Is that what it's Maori. called? Maori. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a Maori person, uh, which is a native, native person to the island of New Zealand. They're, they're native islanders. Uh, and they're um, South Pacific. No, what's the word I'm looking of? South Pacific seems right. It is in the it South is, Pacific. It is South Pacific. Um, Anyways, he's he's a he's a Polynesian person basically. I think I don't know if that's the right that's, term. I don't think that's right. Oh uh, well, I, like, I think there's like different things because there's like there's like Samoa and he, so that's Samoans like the rock is part Samoan. Well, people that and then were like from Tongan who, like Tamatonga and oh, Haku. Oh, I gotcha. And, and there's like which is what kind of what he is, right? I th- I think he's Maori, which is like a different thing oh, from it? those. I think. Oh, maybe he's not. Maybe like, he's Tongan. I don't know. Well, I mean, that I, may no, be getting think, it all wrong. Maori is like. New Zealand, I think. Yeah. And like Tongan is from the island of Tonga, oh, which is South Pacific. Gotcha. And then Samoan okay, is okay. from Samoa. Um, well, I, you know, all the na- all those people basically kind of originated in the Hawaii area. And I was reading about it and they like, because I was at one point looking at moving to New Zealand because I thought it'd be cool. So I was kind of reading about it. It's like they all were voyagers and they voyaged to all the small islands. So they should have a common ancestry, the people of New Zealand and the people of like Hawaii Oh, interesting. Um, and actually, it was New Zealand was the last ever, like, ident- uh, found, what's the word I'm looking for? Last piece of land that, that was, humanity. Yes, inhabited. Colonized, yes, I guess. Yes, yes. Um, because it was actually only found, like, in medieval times, and which was not that long ago, like, no, years ago. No, not in the grand scheme. No. Wait. So, it's kind of surprising. Kind of interesting. Um. I guess we can, I guess since we're, we're basically into what you're looking at. Yeah, sorry. Um, though, like you didn't get to watch the whole thing of the thing I, you were watching. I didn't, and I'm, I really can't wait to, I can't wait to do it. Do you know if it's on anything streaming for free or would I have to pay money extra? Maybe it might be on HBO it? Max. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, speaking of HBO Max, the what? just have you seen like they're they were just like, hey, everything for tw- for uh, 2021, it is releasing simultaneously with no extra charge on HBO Max. Nice. If you have a subscription, it's starting with Wonder Woman 1984 nice. Christmas Day, I'm so excited. which I'm pretty psyched for. Um, so obviously, Mandalorian. I watched it. Yeah. Very good episode. Cool. One of the one of the best episodes. Is there has a one thing, of the best scenes I've seen in the show. Is there a thing with Baby Yoda? Oh, be careful what you say. In oranges. Oranges? Or something in a can. I know what you're talking about. It's from episode two. Oh, okay. They're eggs. Oh, okay. I will say nothing more. Okay, okay. <laughs> that episode's not very good anyway. <laughs> and honestly, when if you watch that episode, you come away thinking that Baby Yoda is kind of a dick. Oh, but uh, also he's a baby. So he's like, he's a baby. But it's like, mm. there is only one episode left. It comes out on Friday. It's, Caitlin, it's watch happening. it. It's happening. You need to watch through uh, it. You know what? You need to watch through it because nope. we need to get this to where instead of, we can either, we have two options here. One, <laughs> we have another episode where I go, I watched The Mandalorian. That's all I can say about it. Or you watch we this show yeah. and we can go through the whole thing and be done with it. And spoil everything. Yes. And we will, we will warn you. It'll be the last thing we do. We will spoil everything. Which actually, you know what, Andrew? Yeah. Now is a great time for me to watch, to some binge watch some stuff after I get off work. You want to know why? No school. No school, baby. I finished school. School's school's out. Forever. summer. School's out. Forever. 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 I'm done. I did it. I finished. It took me 12 years from when I started college in 2008. How embarrassing. It is. Who could do anything more embarrassing than that? Let's move on. (laughs) Uh. Uh, Anyways, it took me a long time, but I I did it. I got there. There was a lot of crap that tried to get in my way, but I said, no. It's just gonna take me a while, but I'm gonna get there. You're you're like a power running back. You just bulldozed over it. I after I got injured and stopped there for a while. No, I didn't get injured. I just got lazy. Everybody gets injured. Adrian Peterson. Is, you're like Adrian Peterson. You tore your ACL. Yeah. You come back the next year. You almost set the I did rushing ther- record. I did therapy, and then I yeah, I set the record. Um, really, just was I was tired of school. Well, I'll, so other things I've been watching. Yeah. I watched the. I finally watched the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Did you like it? It's pretty fun. I liked it. Uh-huh. It's only like forty five minutes long. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, it's like a whole time travel thing. It's real goofy. Uh-huh. Um, Palpatine, Kylo Ren, and Darth Vader are the best parts of it, especially because there's a part where Palpatine learns his future that Darth Vader throws him down a reactor shaft. No. So then he's like, Kylo Ren, maybe you should be my uh, apprentice. And he's maybe like, maybe you're my buddy. He's like. You would never betray your master and throw him down a reactor shaft, would mm-hmm. you? And it like shows a flashback of Kylo Ren when he chopped Snoke in half. And he's mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't throw him down a reactor shaft. <laughs> I lo- Lego. It's that's really why funny. I love Lego stuff. Like the Lego movie, hilarious. So, it's so cute. So lower your expe- expectations from Lego movie. It's not that good. Oh, it's okay. not that level of production for but one. That, it doesn't look that good. Well, that's okay. And it's not. It's not as good overall, but. It is very fun. Lego stuff is just fun. It's and just also, fun. Yeah. And also Emperor Palpatine being obsessed with like telling Supreme Leader Kylo Ren like, and this is why Emperor is higher than Supreme Leader and stuff like that. <laughs> like their whole interaction is very fun. That's funny. Uh, I randomly watched a show on Disney Plus called Gravity Falls. Okay. Which is a little cartoon. I've heard of it. So I had vaguely heard of it and I had this vague idea in my head of like people being like, this is a very good show and people are obsessed with it. And so I was like, I'll, I'll try it out. I watched the entire first season. It's impressive. 
and two episodes of the second season for a total of 22 episodes <laughs> the first day I started watching it. That's a lot. It was a very fun, it's very easy to watch, but it's like very fun. It's very funny also. Is it, is it kid-like? Yeah, it's it's kid-friendly generally. It's really weird. It's like a lot of mystery, like fantasy monster stuff happening mm-hmm. and conspiracy stuff. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's where you got Andrew. Uh, Kristen, Kristen Shaw is the voice of one of the characters because she's, she's in everything. She's in Bob's Burger. She plays... Uh, Louise. Louise, that's it. We learned of her from New Zealanders. Yes, we did. By the Concord. She was Mel. Which, uh, Take Out TD is friends with Jermaine Clement and... And probably... What's his name? Uh... Oh my God. Which one? Murray? No, Jermaine. And oh, and Brett. Brett. I bet he's friends with uh, Brett McKenzie. Reese something. Reese Darby. Yeah, yeah. I bet he's. I bet there's only so many people in New Zealand. They all know that's each it. other. That's I'm the sure. four. That's the four right there. Yeah. <laughs> so. And they're all really funny. Yeah. Sadly, the show is only like 40 episodes of it, Gravity Falls. Yeah. Because they decided they're like, we're going to end it. We're not going to like let it run on forever. We're going to have like a beginning a and an end. Yeah. 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 So it's. I think it's very good. I liked it a lot. It's kind of like Adventure Time where it's like, yeah, it's a kid's show and I suppose it's kid-friendly, but it's mainly for adults, yes. really. If you want to get into it, it's a, yeah. for adults. If you're a big man-child like me, definitely check it out. I know you liked Adventure Time. Loved it. Which, uh, so, yeah, you should check it out sometime. Okay. Is it as weird? Adventure Time is pretty weird. It's not. It's probably not as weird as yeah. Adventure Time because it's not a like, post-apocalyptic, bizarro land. So crazy. But there are stuff like, <laughs> there's an episode with unicorns, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. There's gnomes. There's a, maybe there's aliens, who's to say? Oh, there's no. another dimension. There's a... Fun. One of the main villains is um, like a this weird one-eyed pyramid man. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, and you say weird. Well, I don't want to say too much, so. Okay. But, so, I really liked that show. I watched it in like four days overall. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't watch 22 episodes each day or anything. Yeah. But it's only 40 episodes, so you can breeze through it pretty quick. Hmm. I didn't watch it. We're still yeah. working on The Office. We're getting to the bad episodes. Yeah, you got to get through that because uh, <sighs> I gave you more bad news the day of your horrible plane day. Yes, you did. It was like the bookend was like, just one last BTW. one last dagger in there for you for this day being horrible. Um, the Office, officially, they have announced when it goes to Peacock, only the first two, episodes, first two seasons are free. Anything beyond that, you got to have a subscription. Wow. So way to be jerks. that's how they get you. Oh, I did watch something else. I started watching another show. It's only a four episode show. It's called Murder on Middle Beach. And it's on HBO Max. HBO Max has a lot of good stuff. Uh but it's on HBO Max and it's really good. It's this this guy, the guy who produces it and kind of like narrates it and runs it, he is the son of a murder victim in middle beach. I think it might be in Connecticut somewhere. It's in the Northeast. And, uh, he's the son of a murder victim and his mother's case is unsolved. And so it's him doing a documentary, a four part documentary, um, of her life and then of her murder and exploring who could be, who could be the, the reason for her demise and who could have done it. Do they solve it or? I don't know. I'm only, do you... only one episode into the four oh, episodes. Okay. But I don't think so. I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm going to guess no because I think it's still unsolved. Also, um, I saw today something, a headline that really caught my attention here. Give me just a second. Yeah. There's um, 
Man, that Mandalorian. That show's real good. <laughs> You're back to that. I, I don't know what else to talk about. Because, well, there's like another thing I want to sort of talk about. Well, I, oh. I kind of want to save it for when we talk about Mandalorian okay. in full. Does it have to do with Mandalorian? Sort of. Basically, so, okay. Well, I'll, I'll breeze through some stuff real quick. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so, Star Wars, they announced a bazillion new shows. You got yes. your Ahsoka show coming. You've got Rangers of the New Republic. Those two take place during the same time period as The Mandalorian. Cool. Which I'm pretty excited about, and I have some theories about, and that's kind of what I want to talk about, but, you know, later, obviously. They're doing a Cassian Andor show. He was the guy from Rogue One who wasn't the lady. He was the main guy, but not Jyn Erso, who was Felicity Jones or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing a TV show with that. Um, They're doing a thing called Visions, which is an anime anthology series. It's also the name of a strip club in Little Rock. Ah, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, a thing called Star Wars Acolyte, which I'm very interested in. Hmm. They described it as like a mystery thriller. Ooh. And it takes place hundreds of years before the prequels. <gasps> oh, man. At the end of the High Republic. The High Republic is like when the Republic was at its height and when the Jedi were at their best. And it takes place like hundreds of years before like the original movies or the prequel movies I'm as well. I'm intrigued. And they're, they have books coming out for the High Republic in January. That's Ooh. when that stuff's going to kick off. So I'm really interested in that. They're doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I did see that. Is he coming Ewan back? McGregor's is coming, coming back? back. You know who else is coming back? Hayden no, Christensen. No, stop. No. Hayden Christensen stop. has been announced as stop. being back for that show. No. Which is pretty wild. No. Wait. You know what that means. What? You know what that means. Jar Jar <laughs> Ahmed Best, come on down. Let's it, go. Is that who? It, is that? Who I think that's his him? name. Um, that I, I, I guarantee there'll be there will be a glimpse of Jar Jar. There's not. I don't think there is a canon explanation for Jar Jar's disappearance yet. So maybe Anakin, as Vader, comes back and kills him. <laughs> Let's find out. Wow. Or he was just awful. Yeah. I mean, he is. Uh, there's a funniest thing actually from Star Wars Holiday Special, the Lego one. Mm-hmm. There's a part where they say, this is the worst thing to happen to the galaxy since Jar Jar's Senate speech, which is where they grant uh, Palpatine the emergency powers that he eventually uses to become emperor, (laughs) which is so good. Uh, There's also a Lando show starring Billy D. Williams. They Hmm. described it as an event series, which I think means it's just like a mini series and it'll be like one and done. Cool. A droid story. It's an animated show with R2-D2 and C-3PO. As if they haven't done that before, they have. It was called Droids. It was back in like the 80s. It was terrible. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Bad Batch. That's a Clone Wars spinoff from like the final season. A movie called Rogue Squadron. Okay. Which is pretty exciting because it's going to be, I mean, it's Dude, like. this is a lot of stuff. It is a lot. And it's, it's like, it's like Rogue Squadron, like fighter pilots for the rebellion generally. It, this might be like New Republic stuff. I don't know. And it's directed by. Patty Jenkins of Wonder Woman fame. Yeah. And she's actually the daughter of a fighter pilot who passed away in uh, at war. And then wow. also they announced that Taika Waititi is <gasps> making a movie of some sort. A, a Star Wars movie? A Star Wars movie of some uh, sort. Oh, Taika Waititi strikes again. So that's all pretty exciting. It is exciting. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited about like basically everything except Droid Story. I yeah. don't care for that. Yeah. Everything else is, sounds really interesting. So do your thing. Okay, oh, I did found, you find it? I did. Um, this article caught my attention. Um, the title is, this is from NBC, Japan's Twitter killer sentenced to death for dismembering nine victims. Is this the one who like was finding suicidal people? Yes. How did you know about that? 
I saw a headline. So I'm Today? just like, yeah, and I haven't, okay. I haven't read into it. So I'm excited to hear like what all it is. Investigators said Takahiro Shiraishi. I think it's Shiraishi. Takahiro Shiraishi approached uh, the victim. Too, too bad I wasn't reading these because, you know, I watch Japanese wrestling. You know. So I know things. Well, what do you think? Take a look. It's in the, it's in the smaller writing there. It's in the smaller writing. Takahiro Shiraishi. You don't think it's Shiraishi? Shiraishi. Here's the thing about Takahiro Shiraishi. That's how I think it would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I've learned about Japanese uh-huh. from uh, the guy who does like the British guy who does translation mm-hmm. on New Japan yeah. is a lot of it, there's like no emphasis on syllables over other syllables. So it's not so harsh. It's not like Shiraishi. Yeah, yeah like most stuff it's like, you, like we would be like Tokyo yeah. or they'd be like Tokyo. Tokyo. There, the like one exception I've heard is like Hiroshima. Like they will say Hiroshima instead of Hiroshima or something Hiroshima, like that. Hiroshima, yeah. Which is really weird. Um, okay. I'm kind of taking, talking out my butt to some extent there, obviously, but we you are know. not Japanese, and we have. I, I've been to Japan once, and it was a layover in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, okay, so approach the victims. So investigators said Takahiro approached the victims via Twitter, offering to assist them with their suicidal wishes. So I don't know if they're like, yeah, let me help you. Although that's homicide, not suicide. Um, and then he just like dismembered him, but he was sentenced to death. Which does that happen a lot in Japan? Um, I don't know. Probably not, uh, especially when you consider so many countries. Th- for one, they have a very low like murder rate. Right. Um. Um. He was storing the bodies in his apartment. Gross. Um. He was only another, thirty. He was thirty. Another thing that about interesting about I would be curious to learn more about like Japanese legal procedure because it is um, they supposedly when they go to trial they have mm-hmm. a ninety nine percent conviction rate. Whoa. But they also have, like, I think a higher threshold to get to trial or something oh, like that. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. Takes more to get there. Right. I think that's what um, ended up, oh, what am I trying? Ended up enabling Um Shinrikyo, who were the ones that did the sarin gas attack. Yes, yes. I think that's how they were able to get away for a, for longer than you would think they would have. Wow. Because you want to be, like, dang sure. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Wow. Um. Uh, let's see. Also, shout out to uh, me if I said that name right. <laughs> that I didn't. Um, so he pled guilty. He didn't even appeal his death sentence. They arrested him in 2017 after finding the bodies of eight females and one male in cold storage cases in his apartment. Uh, he approached them via Twitter, offered to assist them with their suicides. He killed the women, including teenagers, after raping them and also killed a boyfriend of one of the women to silence him. Wow. Um, I think that person deserves it. What do you think? Yeah, probably so. Um, he, he used the name on Twitter, Hangman. Yeah. And he promised to help his victims die. And then he invited them into his apartment. Wow. Uh, and then it says, although his defense lawyers argue that he assisted the victims with their suicidal wishes, uh, Shiri Shi later said he killed them without their consent. <laughs> you think? Anyways, so he was convicted, which I was like, holy crap, I've not heard of that. Um, but yeah, I think that's about, I think, think that's about it for me. All right. I, I think, uh, then you can take us, uh, take us out. Oh, one more thing. Oh, then no. Just one more. You lied. I did. So one last thing, Andrew, that I, I do want to bring us out with before we actually go out. Um, there's a song that reminded me very much of you 
and your very dear best friend in the whole wide world who you've mentioned on the show before and who you have a very special, special bond with. I like everybody. Please turn your attention to a song called Guy Love by the Blanks. It was featured on the show Scrubs, which I love. Anyways, it reminded me very much of you and I laughed really hard. And that's it. I hope that makes everybody's day. It made mine for sure. Um, okay, guys, this has been Paint the Town Dead. We appreciate you stopping by. Uh, I'm really sorry it's a day late, but I hope you can forgive us. It's my fault, but really it's American Airlines' fault. <laughs> uh, no, really, they, everybody was very kind. It's not, things happen. I get it. I'm very grateful I had a first class seat. Um, okay, Paint the Town Dead. You've been listening to us here, and you can catch us on Facebook uh, at Paint the Town Dead. You can catch us on Instagram, Paint the Town Dead, all one word. You can also catch us on Twitter, PTTD Pod, and feel free to email us at PTTD Pod at gmail.com. We uh, be sure to make sure you subscribe, rate, like, share, comment, rate us five stars if you would. That helps us sharing with your friends, word of mouth, directing them to our social medias. That helps as well. Sharing our posts, that helps. Anything helps, really. And we so appreciate it. And we appreciate you. And we hope all of you are safe and you're being healthy and making good choices for the most part. It's okay to make a few bad choices. Not too many, though. And um, happy Life Day to everybody. Happy what? Life Day. Okay. Happy happy Life Day. It's, it's, from, it's like fake star wars christmas oh okay happy life day happy life day everybody okay we'll see you next week hopefully on time okay goodbye